This is Radio Influence. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, students, and entire cities in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. Now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. Hey, my name's Seth, Jim Sidekick and producer here on America's Most Positive Podcast. Jim, two weeks from Christmas, you look to be in a great mood. I, I'm in an awesome mood. Okay, so what's on your mind? What's going on? Kindness. Okay, kindness. Kindness. I, I was asked by someone recently uh, about, can I be in the zone in the most ferocious competitive situation and really can I can I be kind or do I need to be going for the juggler vein and uh, take this guy out uh, if it's a tennis match and you know being in the zone it, it's not just kumbaya it's you can be really intense locked in and closing somebody out in a in a golf uh, round uh, uh, competitive match, uh, tennis match, could be a chess match. So you can be ferocious, but how's your kindness? Because I I think that's an overall thing. Uh, You can be ferocious on the football field, on the gridiron, uh, but you can still be a kind soul. And and I'm looking around our country right now. I'm I'm also uh, talking to a lot of friends in Europe. Where's the kindness? What's happened to kindness? And I'm talking about driving, um, interacting with drivers, letting people in uh, a lane. And if you're driving a big fancy car, you probably know that no one wants to let you in. And I can remember having that feeling. I, yeah. I No way. You know, you're going to cut me off. And um, I, I just believe that kindness is... I'm bringing it up because it's more than Christmas. It's more than Hanukkah. It's more than holidays. It's it's, it's more than that. It, it's something that's an everyday uh, thing. And I, and I know most of us on this show listening um, have given acts of kindness. And maybe there's too many. You, you can even remember. I'll give you an example. Now, this was on a Saturday night. It was at an engagement party with good friends of mine. And kindness was once again revealed. So I asked several people, we were out on the balcony, uh, so what's on your bucket list? And the answers were varied from everybody out on the balcony. I'm going to walk the Great Wall of China. I thought, wow, that'd be cool. I'm going to visit the ancient ruins of Machu Picchu in Peru. I'm going to run with the bulls in Pamplona. I'm going to tour the world in 90 days. So then I turned and I asked six foot six, 260, maybe more pound Albert. So what's on your bucket list? And without hesitation, 
Seth, he goes, I'm going to buy a house for a homeless man. And the Whoa. party stopped. I, I, it, was, it was pretty amazing. Stunned silence. So a man this big, he'd be expected to have big dreams and a big bucket list, but not Albert. His instant thought was an image of a future kind act that would seek no fanfare, no ballyhoo. And it turned out he had had this thought for some time, and he is determined, he hasn't done it yet, to manifest this vision of kindness. And I met a lot of people that night, and that was my only interaction with Albert. But of all the people that I met, he's the one that stood out in my mind. And and this has been uh, this year, but it's been some time ago. So offering an act of kindness with no thought of personal return, you know, that eludes almost everybody today in this chaotic, selfish, uh, negative world that we live in. However, acts of kindness delivered with love, caring, they've got positive returns even for the giver. You know, you feel better. You feel proud. It'll even bolster, you know, your own personal self-esteem. So... You can have acts of kindness, but when you put on the helmet or when you put on the uh, uh, boardroom uh, sales presentation, yeah, you're locked in. And um, But I think kindness is something that we learn from our mom and dad, and, and kindness we learn it from grandparents. And uh, we saw uh, stories of acts of kindness with uh, you know George Bush at his funeral talking about some of the little things that he did that no one really remembered. You know, a letter, for example, that he would deliver to somebody. So Yeah, and they, no, nobody got up there and said how many votes he got in the Electoral College to become president. They talked about his handwritten notes. Uh, it's pretty amazing. So, you know, I, I really believe, you know, when the end is in your life uh, uh, and, and you are sitting there, laying there, uh, someone's delivering the eulogy, uh, you know, hopefully some of your acts of kindness will, will come to the uh, to the forefront. I, I remember my first act of kindness. Very first one back in Kentucky. I, I remember. Well, this actually happened in Canada. It was a really cold night in Windsor, Ontario. And my mom and dad and I, we were dining at a really cheap inexpensive restaurant (laughs) and it was our only vacation ever together and so we had trekked from eastern kentucky appalachia hometown ashland kentucky hey ashland i got to give a shout out my favorite place on the planet Uh, but this trip was really special because my mom and dad had saved for years to drive to canada spend the night in a shabby economy motel Look at the Niagara Falls. And um, so my mom on the trip, she put on layaway an inexpensive white coat. Is my first and only white coat, by the way. And and she had it for me, and it was on layaway. And um, so I, I had the coat. So near the end of the dinner, I'm, I'm in my coat. I asked my parents if I could go outside and in front of the restaurant and just kind of hang out. And they started talking adult stuff. And um, and so I did. So two young boys my age, they were, they were walking by and they were looking at my coat and they looked needy. And one of them said, I wish I could have a coat like that someday. 
and I just took my coat off and I gave it to him. No questions asked. I didn't have any thought. And immediately, I, I remember, I felt so good. He was stunned. And um, suddenly, within seconds, my good deed, you know, obviously a knot came into my stomach because I revealed my apprehension returning to the dinner table with my parents coatless. <laughs> and we were poor at this time of our lives. So, and, and the coat hadn't even been paid for. Not a dime. I put it on the layaway. So the trip, it had been promised for years. Definitely a financial hardship for mom and dad. What were they going to say to me? What, what would they do? So I, I returned back to the table, coatless. My parents looked me in the eye, and they started crying happily. And I was kind of stunned. They had witnessed through the front window my first major act of kindness. They said nothing about my coat. I eventually paid off the layaway balance for money from my newspaper route. And I felt great about my good deed of kindness. And I still wonder, um, you know, almost 60 years later, I wonder what happened to those boys. Yeah. You know, I wonder what happened the rest of that time. I remember another act of kindness. The only reason, and I don't want any accolades for these small acts of kindness. I, I want you to conjure up your acts of kindness and how it made you feel and and can we get these acts of kindness sprinkled throughout our life not not just for the holidays our nation is a kind nation and we're kind people yeah we work hard yeah we're ferocious we're extremely competitive 1997 i'm coaching nine players on the cleveland indians and i've mentioned that before in the show and the Indians, they were playing in the American League playoffs, and I'm at my hotel downtown Cleveland. I needed a cab to get to the stadium. So I'm in the back seat of the cab, and I looked at the cabbie. He had crooked fingers wrapped around the steering wheel, and I, with no conscious thought, I just blurted out, you must have been a catcher. Were you a catcher? Because you got catcher hands. I can't even believe I blurted it out, right? I mean, who knows? A guy could add some kind of infliction. I just blurted it out. Well, it turned out that, indeed, he was a catcher for a professional Negro League uh, that played decades earlier. Oh, wow. And we started talking baseball. And we started talking specifically Cleveland Indians baseball. Turned out he'd been a hometown fan, Seth, for 60 years. Never, never had been to a game. Never had been to one game. Listened to every game on the radio. So with an extra ticket, which I had offered uh, for him to be my guest, and he was stunned and immediately called his wife. Uh, now, he was in his 70s driving this cab so this is he was not a young man so he called his wife see if he could go and he needed to drive his cab that night to pay the bills and he he was torn he didn't know what to do i pulled out a hundred dollar bill gave it to him bought him dinner bought him a couple of beers and i picked his brain about what he knew about baseball and it turned out seth he knew a lot we had fun together the indians won and I learned uh, quite a bit as well getting his catcher insight. You know, I think of him often. I, I don't know if he's still living. He did so much maybe more for me than I did for him. And so this show is about 
unselfish acts of kindness. And I, I know I can do more. And we all can do more. We can do better. It's not about money. It's definitely not about recognition. And it's not being a do-gooder. It's about being kind when kindness is needed. And, and right now, it's needed, Seth. We need some kindness. How many episodes am I going to tear up on in 2018? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, look, I got a friend, Jimmy Z., who donates time and money. Uh, we got to have Jimmy on the show to help a disabled friend. Every month, errands, chores, he goes and helps him out. Never complains, never seeks recognition. The only t- way I know it is I, I ask him, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I got to go over to so-and-so's house. But he, he doesn't want any cred. You know, he just does it because he's a kind soul. He's really a kind soul. And you know what? America, we've always been a nation of big heart of giving. But again, it begins with the individual. It begins with me, Seth. It begins with you. It begins with every person living. And uh, so I, I've, I've got a little list of possibilities that, you know, we could do a little act of kindness. And um, it doesn't cost a thing, but it does cost good intention and not wanting anything in return. Uh, so let, let me go down uh, maybe a short list. I, I think the first act of kindness, we can do that right now. Smile more. Give a smile. It's an act of kindness, especially to a stranger, maybe to a homeless person. Uh, give a smile that just says, how are you? How are you doing? Smiles are kind. They're free. We have an unlimited amount of them. Give them and and give them freely. I think the other thing that we could compliment more, um, maybe there's some negatives, but let's accentuate the positive first. Give a compliment. Tell someone how, how nice they, they look or... Whatever it is, give a compliment. Help a neighbor. Help a neighbor. What does that mean? Um, You could shovel their walk and don't even ask for it. Now, I do remember by accident, we actually put lights, Christmas tree lights up, and we decorated our neighbor's tree. But it was by accident, not knowing what the... You know, the, where, the, where the boundary line was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just I didn't didn't even think about it. And so someone was coming over to put the lights up. Jim Fanner was not physically putting them up. So a, a company was putting them up and we decorated the half of the neighbor's yard. They went berserk. <laughs> they, did, they didn't like my act of kindness. Now, the neighbor on the other side, could you do our, our lawn, <laughs> please? Uh, we actually had to get up and take the lights down. Uh, so anyway, I just can't take your Christmas cheer on my side of yeah, the fence. It's too, it was too much kindness. So um, how about buying coffee? Have you ever done this? Have you ever bought coffee for the person behind you? That's fun, isn't it? It's, it's fun. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is uh, it's on the guy right there. And, and you don't you don't give him your name. You don't need to do anything. Uh, I've paid a toll for the car behind me. You know, I'm fumbling. Uh, you know, I, I could be out of state. I know when I go to Orlando, you know, I've got I don't have the sunshine pass. So, you know, I'm getting change out. 
uh, and uh, or I've got to go through the toll booth. And when I go through it, I, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the car behind me. I don't know that car. It's, it's an act of kindness. Um, now, Kid Rock uh, and uh, Medea, uh, help me out, uh, who created the Medea? Uh, Tyler Perry. Tyler the Perry yeah. and Kid Rock, I believe independent of each other, went to a Walmart and paid for every layaway. Is that cool? My mother would have been fired up to get that white coat paid for. I, I would have liked that, too. I wouldn't have to give my paper out. But what an act of kindness. How about simple things like opening the door uh, for anyone? doesn't have to be I'm opening the door for a lady. I mean, I do open the door. That's to honor my mom uh, because she would come back from the grave and whack me in the head if I didn't do it. I, I mean, I got to do it. It's just it, you know instilled in me that act of kindness and um, give up your seat how many people do that today on a train uh, on the L on, on a bus give your seat up to somebody uh, maybe older than you um, giving your seat up to a lady just give your seat up to someone else there was a guy uh, recently uh, it was his birthday he's in first class and he gives his seat up to a woman and coach who had a sick child. Just gave the seat up. Here, I'll, I'll fly coach. And it was his birthday. Talk about it. That's an act of unbelievable kindness. Yeah. And um, how about leaving kind notes for your family? Uh, I left a note in the freezer. This was an act of kindness. And I, I got uh, hammered for it. So I put this note in the freezer in the kitchen, hid it behind some meat, and the note said, it, this was for, left for my wife, the note said, it's cold in here, but I'm still hot for you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter found it and told me that I was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting. I'm like, come on. Come on. Cut me some slack. <laughs> What's my daughter looking in the refrigerator? She doesn't cook. I don't, I don't know what she was in the freezer. So how about writing a handwritten letter to an old friend? How about writing a letter to a teacher that 40 years ago maybe changed your life? Shout out to Bonnie Pagan. Bonnie, if you're listening to this, you were awesome. You inspired me. You got me to write. You made me believe that I could write. And so many people said, you can't write a book. Well, Bonnie Pagan, uh, my, my teacher in high school, um, I have reached out to her. I've sent her notes. I've sent her my book. Um, she was kind. She gave extra to me uh, because she saw that I was enthused and I was excited about writing. She didn't have to give extra. She did. If you have someone like that in your, your life, write them a handwritten note. Tell them how you feel. Don't You don't need anything in return. I didn't want anything in return from uh, Mrs. Pagan. Um, but, you know. Just say thank you. Yeah, thank you. You, you know what, Jim? I, I You've coached so many you know champions in different sports and different areas of business. I would say that almost all of us arrived at the idea that we were good at something as children because somebody told us and not because we observed it. I think you're right. 
Uh, somebody said, you know, you've got some talent. Um, boy, it's these little words of encouragement. Those are acts of kindness, and you're just telling somebody how you feel. Sometimes an act of kindness is when you tell them something they maybe don't want to hear. That can be an act of kindness. And, you know, it's one of those, was that a compliment or did he just smack me in the head here? <laughs> you know, it's just saying, look, I think you're a professional athlete to be. However, you need to do this, this, and this. And you can say it in a way, unsolicited, uh, sometimes it'll fall on deaf ears. We've talked about giving, that it's the boomerang. One of our shows was, uh, was on the boomerang. This is not necessarily about what you get back. This is about, I don't want anything back. I'm just kind. And I, I know my mother, uh, again, God rest her soul, she's tapped into this show. This show's probably because of her, because she was kind. She always had 30, 40 presents wrapped in a drawer in our living room. For anybody, any stranger, anybody that came to our door, should give them a gift. Oh, hi, come on in. I've got something for you. And she'd write their name on it and give it to them. Little, you know, trinkets. I don't know what yeah. they were. They, you know, they didn't cost a lot. We didn't have a lot. But my mother would just give those uh, freely. So think about what can you do for your family, for your friends, your coworkers. Yeah, we need to get in the zone. We need to close this year out strong. Yes, when we compete, we need to open strong and we need to close strong. We need to narrow our focus. We need to be intense. But when you knock somebody down, even in ferocious competitive situations, that doesn't mean I can't reach my hand out and bring them up. How many people step on somebody? We've seen that. We've seen that in the NBA. Yeah. We send that in pro sports. Come on. You know, I, I can kick your butt, but I can still shake your hand. And, and, and you can kick my butt, and I can still shake your hand when it's over. So I, I think we can wrap this competitive, uh, take-no-prisoner spirit uh, of being in a zone, using the score system, but we can still be kind. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Jim, when you talk about the competition thing, you've coached so many pro athletes. This doesn't necessarily have to apply just to pro athletes, but if you blow up on somebody or you're, you know, in quote-unquote competition and you just unload on them, well, trades happen. And if in a, a job situation you just pop off and yell at somebody, uh, you, you would be surprised that when you change jobs and all of a sudden there's your teammate or your coworker and you're like, oh, whoops. I, I think an apology is an act of kindness. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I, I screwed up. Um, I got caught up in whatever. That's an act of kindness, and I don't want anything back. I don't even need you to, to forgive me. You know, I, I just I made a mistake, and I'm calling myself out. That's kind. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that see anything competitive, sports, business, whatever, and say, well, isn't it the the aggression that you know takes you over the finish line 
And the cool thing about this is you've got 40 plus years of research that says, no, that's not it. It's, you know, we'll do that at the end of the show, but it's not aggression or it's not the like, ah, that helps you perform your best. It's, it's five elements, uh, self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. If you're brand new, we'll go out on it. Don't worry. We're going to get to it, but you can, if you're brand new, you can let go of that idea that you need this for some reason and you can just be kind. My wife serves at our home service people. I, I'm wake up in the morning early and I smell breakfast already being cooked. I go in the kitchen. There's some dude in there eating breakfast. I, don't know, <laughs> I have no clue who this guy is. I go, hi, <laughs> how are you? And it's the cable guy. I, I had breakfast with him. I, I'm guessing that's not typical for him. That's pretty, you know. Uh, that's not typical. I, I mean, it, you know, if, if a worker comes over to our house, here's a bottle of water. Here's a bottle of water to go. Why? I don't need to do that. I mean, but I think that's kind. Um, kindness. How about the people that help you all year long? Your barber. Uh, the garbage collection, uh, you know, the, the, the guy that drives the truck. Um, how about a kind gesture? How about some cash in an envelope? Uh, do you have to do it? No. Are, are you trying to get extra favors? Like, you know, if I miss my garbage, you'll come back and get it because I'm kind. No, that's not. This is not the boomerang that, that you want. This is just an act of kindness because why not? You know, and uh, I know I, I had my last haircut for the year. I got to give an act of kindness uh, to the lady that goes out of her way and uh, remembers how to cut my hair and and does a great job, at least according to me. <laughs> and uh, why wouldn't I give her a little bit extra, an act of kindness? And, and just, But this kindness has got to be more than Christmas. It's easy to be kind around the holidays. Let's see how kind we are in April. Let's see how kind we are in June. Let's see how kind we are in August. And let's see how kind we are when things aren't going our way. Should that change our kindness when I I got a rough patch and maybe I've got a couple of challenges that I'm struggling to overcome and uh, maybe I'm going through that wall of scrutiny that we talked about in our last show uh, when people are scrutinizing everything I do my kindness is kindness it it it's a constant you know the person with the most constants in a world or a game of variables prevails I'd like to make kindness a constant that's just that's just who you are um, you know you're a large potentially intimidating person uh, yeah, I, you know, full disclosure, people, when I go out and run in the morning, the other joggers cross the road, which I always feel wow. odd about. Wow. And I try to wave. So, I, wow. Like maybe next time you, uh, you know, I, I'm six foot six. I'm playing college basketball. I'm, you know, especially in the dark. I'm like kind of a hulking guy, I guess you would say. And it's so I the try born to, wave. to lose tattoo on your face. <laughs> I know it's radio. People, you know, people that haven't seen that born to lose tattoo or the teardrop tattoo on you. People run. <laughs> no, you know, you know, but an act of kindness is, uh, it's something that America, we're a kind, gentle, giving country. 
We have been, we are, but that means looking in the mirror and checking your kindness meter. We need to be kind. Can we still be ferocious when we compete? Absolutely. I I remember my mentor, Professor R.W. Ross, crushed them, beat them unmercifully, because if you don't, you disrespect them. I'll never forget that. I beat a guy 6-0-6-0 in a tournament. Professor was there. After the match, he goes, how many points did you give him? I just beat the guy 6-0-6-0, didn't get a game, whitewashed. But each game has points. And he said, if you slack and if you let up, you're disrespecting your opponent. You're saying, I don't have to try to beat you. You're almost mocking them. So he instilled, you beat people as badly as you possibly can. Then when it's over, shake their hand, give them some compliments, tell them, I, I, I really played well today. or what, Whatever you need to say, you can still be kind after you beat the tar out of them. And um, anyway, that's what I've been thinking about, kindness. You know, one of the things that ties us all together, too, Jim, is one of the things that you've taught over 2,000 clients and, and that you, you know, bring us back to week to week is just staying in the moment. So you go back to the to the uh, cab driver that you took to his first baseball game. None of that happens if you're distracted. Like if you are in your own head and you're just chewing on some kind of challenge or you're worried about something, you don't notice that the guy's got catcher's hands. Conversation never starts. None of it ever happens. That's a good point, Seth. I I, I think being in the moment, being present, uh, you will know when those active uh, kindness moments have arrived. Um, but the other thing is, how many times have we seen something like catcher's hands on the steering wheel of a cab? But it's a cab driver. I'm not going to say anything to him. Who cares? But that little voice said to say something, but we don't. And I think when we have that intuitive voice that tells you to turn left, turn right, say something, engage with this person, if you are present, I I would act on it. You'll never know where it led you. And it, it led me, here I am coaching the Cleveland Indians in the playoffs. I've got seats right behind the catcher, great seats. Uh, the ticket was incredibly difficult to get, very expensive. I learned so much sitting there with a, a catcher, both talking about the nuances of the game. One of my most enjoyable games I've ever had with a total stranger, and um, it was all just because of intuition. I needed to do that. He needed to go. And um, it was that opportune moment, and we allowed it to happen. And uh, I'm glad he went, and I hope he's okay, and I wish him Merry Christmas. And you know what? Yeah. The other other part that I'm just taking away here through all these tips uh, is when you're present, you're going to catch that stuff that means so much to people. So when Amanda and I were engaged, I had somebody actually kind of introduce me to as Seth and that girl he's going to get married to. That's not kind. That's not really paying attention. I've kind of never forgotten that. Like That was a very weird thing to say, and I'm sure the person just thought, well, I'm busy, and here, you, you pick up the conversation. But uh, when you 
when you notice the little things, man, people will remember forever. And when you don't notice the little things, well, I'm telling that story four years later. Exactly. I, and I think, you know, you can take kindness to to the point of not putting someone else down to build yourself up. Uh, you can uh, take kindness like you did with, uh, wait a minute, she has a name and, 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 and I'm falling in love with her or I am in love with her. Um, we've talked over people in conversations. That's not kind. That's selfish. That's not a kind thing to talk over people, to interrupt people. That's not kind. Yes, I have something to add. Yes, I have something to say. Uh, but that kindness, uh, you would think, well, that would be common sense. But it happens all the time. I, I've been in conversations uh, uh, with a young client who was talking over me, telling me, and he had actually called me for advice, but he wouldn't listen to the advice, didn't want the advice. He was telling me everything he thought I needed to know. And, and I just, you know, I listened. But was he being kind? Was he being respectful? Uh, and I don't need it. I don't demand it. Uh, but kindness is more than just buying a cup of coffee. It's more than buying a Christmas tree for a family that can't afford a Christmas tree. Uh, it's more than uh, giving turkeys or volunteering uh, to serve food at a shelter. Those are all awesome kind acts. Uh, but we need daily kindness, hourly kindness. And, and I think it starts in the mirror. Check your own kindness box. How you doing? And um, it may be that, boy, I'm just so busy doing what I'm doing. I just didn't give it any thought. Didn't even think about it. Um, how many times has somebody dropped something and you didn't go to pick it up? You, you, it's not mine. You let them pick it up. It would be kind to pick it up. Where's the civility? Where's the manners? Those are all acts of kindness, good manners. Uh, that's an act of kindness. And um, I, I think, you know, it, it's me pondering how I was raised. Uh, although I was raised to, if you're not going to be competitive, uh, you're going to be working in a steel mill. If you're not going to go out and compete at the highest level, uh, who knows what you're going to be doing. Uh, if you want to go to college, uh, you better get a scholarship or get a job. I mean, I get that. And it, it, those things cause you to narrow your focus and get that vision. But you can still be kind. That's what I've been thinking about. This, this show, uh, it, yes, it's positive. But come on, everybody. Tis the season. It's time to give some kindness. Think about it, ponder it, make your own list, write some handwritten notes. When's the last time you got a handwritten letter? Yeah, yeah. Those are like, oh my goodness, this person actually took the time to write me a letter? Uh, that's pretty amazing. That, that doesn't happen. That shows that you're thoughtful, uh, that you really pondered what you wanted to say, and it's my, my personal handwritten signature um, it's much better than an email. It's much better uh, uh, even than knocking out a letter on the computer. So um, there's so many ways of acts of kindness. And 
send your act of kindness or your acknowledgement of someone else that you've seen give an act of kind. Send it to AskJim at JimFannon.com. We want to know about it. We need to create a kindness tsunami. And again, it starts in the mirror. It starts with your family. It goes out to your neighbors. It goes to your company. And again, this has got nothing to do with competition. When we compete, oh, we're in it to win it. I mean, that's being in the zone. That's locked in. But this show right now, today, it's about the kindness zone. Seth, it's that time of year when everybody's thinking about a thoughtful gift, and we have a great gift idea. Uh, It's a great gift to yourself uh, as well as gift to anyone uh, on your gift list. So uh, think about giving an Audible membership. Now's the best time to do it. We have a special offer. With Audible, you can access an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. One of my books, Pebble in the Shoe, you can get it at Audible. You can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. You can listen on any device, anytime, anywhere at home, the gym, on your commute, or just on the go. And you can also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. So right now, for a limited time, you get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price. So give yourself the gift of listening. And while you're at it, think about giving the gift of Audible to someone on your list. For more, go to audible.com slash Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N. Go to audible.com forward slash Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N. Or you can text Fannin, F-A-N-N-I-N, to 500-500. You can text Fannin to 500 500 you're going to give yourself the gift of listening or someone else on your list audible check it out check out my pebble in the shoe which is on audible and you're going to have the best holiday season possible jim if we can just kind of land the plane on on this thought I think that almost everybody that's kind of been introduced to you that's, you know, had a book or an article passed along to them or, you know, they saw that you were on the agenda to speak at their event. When they see your resume, they probably expect to just hear you just talk about competition and and that's it. And really, the score system and what you've taught over 2000 clients is just so much more broad than that. It's really about authenticity. And I I love that we're we're just kind of camping out here on one of those elements at at a time when all this stuff is available to us at any time. Yeah, this is a virtue. And in many cultures, a virtue. Maybe some, it's not. But kindness is definitely a a virtue. And I've told every, we're going to have a couple of athletes in our shows coming up. Uh, I know we have one, uh, a member of the Cincinnati Reds, a new client. He's preparing for uh, uh, the most awesome year he's ever had. We're going to have Scott Shebler on the show uh, in in a couple of weeks. And, um, well, before the new year. And uh, but, you know, just like I told Scott and twenty five hundred other clients, you're more than a baseball player. You're more than a golfer. 
You're more than the CEO of your company. You're a son. You're a brother. You're a father. Uh, you're a sister. Uh, you're a daughter. Uh, you're a friend. You got your own money. You've got your own wellness. You're much more than the one bucket that we put so many of our happy eggs, and that's our business or that's our main sport, if that's your thing. We're more than that. Uh, we're human beings. Uh, we're born. We live. We die. What's your legacy? Is it you built a building or you made a billion dollars or you're in the Hall of Fame? I think you're more than those things. Those are awesome and those showcase years of hard work and ingenuity and stick to and discipline and concentration, all the elements of score, optimism and relaxation with being able to do that comfortable, uh, scaling that mountain. But we're still more than that. We're still human. And uh, right now, humanity needs kindness. Let's be kind today. Uh, and for the rest of this year. And let's add kindness uh, to 2019. So, Seth, let's see who's in the zone because we've got some zone performers. Uh, I got to talk about my beloved uh, Chicago Bears. The defense, Khalil Mack and, uh, 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 oh, my goodness, uh, the entire team, Eddie Goldman <laughs> with a safety. How in the world... It's hard to fathom. The Bears, no touchdowns they, uh, for uh, the L.A. Rams. Goff, no touchdowns. They score six points. And they shut down the best runner in the game, Gurley, the third. Shut him down. Uh, the Chicago Bears defense, you're in the zone. Yeah, and... I think it's safe to say that the Rams were quite surprised by their opponents over the weekend here, uh, that the Bears came out that strong. And, and I find it uh, they're playing with a lack of selfishness. It's uh, in fact, they said it in, in their postgame interviews. They're giving kudos to the defensive uh, coordinator, um, uh, Fangio. They're giving kudos to him. They're saying if we just follow his lead and everybody is individually doing their own thing. So individually, they're just getting their job done. And then collectively, they're playing in a purposeful calm zone. And you can feel it. And I know the Rams felt it. Uh, yeah, it was cold. It's the coldest start uh, that the Rams have had in 14 years. They actually went back and looked at all the temperatures of all the games. Uh, oh, well, it is what it is. Uh, Rams struggle against Detroit uh, also. Uh, Midwest, uh, same division as the Bears. But uh, Chicago Bears, people are like, oh, my goodness, Super Bowl? It's the jury's still out on the offense. Uh, they're definitely good. I'm not sure they're Super Bowl great. That's to be determined. But right now, the Bears' defense, 
your Super Bowl, great. That yeah. was amazing. You know what? And if there's one thing that uh, the Super Bowl this year taught us is that you can get in the, go- the, in the zone fairly late in the season and take it all the way. The Philadelphia Eagles, nobody saw that coming after Carson Wentz went down. And so that's that's one of the fun things about looking at who's in the zone is sometimes it's somebody who's very, very surprising. How about the Dolphins last week? Oh, my goodness. The Dolphins are beat. They're done. They're toast. Uh, There's a last uh, second, last play of the game, over 60-yard run, two laterals go in, and they walk out with a victory over the Patriots. That was a play. That was a zone play. Uh, They're still talking about it. Uh, since last week. Uh, Miami's still talking about it. Uh, the Patriots are the Patriots. They'll be fine. They'll bounce back, but they still cannot believe. How did we lose that game? Well, it was almost How? like a play out of Little League or something like that with the double, little kind of trick. Double, oh, yeah. yeah, double yeah, lateral. yeah. This is midget football stuff. This is... Uh, this is uh, Playground stuff. We've all done that with, uh, you know, six laterals. It was pretty wild. The Patriots were leading 33-28 with seven seconds remaining. So uh, 69-yard trip to the end zone. Pretty amazing. Dolphins 34-33. And that was the uh, uh, longest uh, game-winning touchdown with no time left in regulation uh, in the Super Bowl era. And that's according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, Pretty amazing. So crazy plays, they can work. Largest company in the world, one that you've coached executives for, Microsoft just kind of very quietly just showed up, kept doing their job, and uh, they've been the largest company in the world before. They fell off pretty dramatically and then just kind of quietly showed up at the top of that list again. Just daily standard of excellence. It is. Uh, the surface uh, has a lot to do with it. Uh, shout out to Panos Panay, uh, who's one of my clients, who runs Surface. Also, their um, uh, Xbox, uh, their hardware side has definitely picked up substantially. Uh, it's the official uh, laptop for the NFL, by the way. We've seen their uh, commercials on that. But, uh, yeah. Another giant, but they're back. They're in the zone. Uh, they're totally locked in on the software side, on the hardware side. And uh, they leapfrog some pretty formidable uh, companies. Alphabet, the parent company uh, of Google, uh, Apple. And, and Amazon as well. And, so. and, and Amazon. You know, I really thought Amazon uh, would be number one. They've, get, they've received so much publicity uh, obviously because of the new headquarters they're putting in, two new headquarters they're putting in. But, yeah, Microsoft, you're in the zone. And one more in the zone performance in sports. We do have to point out here that it seems like every year that during this modern era of the NBA that, that two kind of kings are crowned. It's like, oh, well, obviously it's going to be, you know, in, in the playoffs in the finals this year, obviously it's going to be the Raptors and the Warriors no matter what. And if you're not on one of those teams, you probably shouldn't get that memo because it is possible to just get on uh, a great run for a season. And the Milwaukee Bucks kind of seem like they came out of nowhere and have been doing just that. They they were able to beat the Raptors, uh, which is still early on in the season, but is a statement about what's possible in the playoffs. 
Well, it is, and uh, let's let's not forget that uh, the Bucks go in to Golden State on their uh, Golden State's uh, home court, thumped them by thirty. Now, Golden State did come back into Milwaukee and revenge that last week. Uh, they're formidable. Uh, there's another team I, I want to say that uh, the Boston Celtics, who were also looked to be uh, at the top in the Eastern Conference. They beat the Bulls by 50-some points, the largest loss. Uh, and the Bulls obviously are struggling. They had fired their coach. Uh, they have not been in the zone. But I believe they lost by 56 points last week. Hello. I saw part of that game and turned it off going, seriously? What, what is happening? Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion who's going to be in the finals. And uh, just like the NBA, who's going to win a game? We'll wait till the last two minutes. <clears throat> and we'll have to wait till the playoffs. That's why it's exciting. Um, we'll see. Uh, there's a new company out there. Let's talk about this one. Some MIT grads developed a winter coat that adjusts to your body heat. Yeah. And this is a good news, bad news situation because I, I looked and uh, they are sold out. Unless you happen to wear an extra small. At six foot six, I don't think I wear an extra small. This is a jacket that actually has uh, like one millimeter thick, like uh, little coils in it. And not only that, but it's got sensors so that, uh, you know, we've seen products before. It's like a pair of gloves that, it, you know, if you're a skier or something like that, you can do battery operated gloves that will warm up. But then your hands get overheated because you're doing a sport. This can actually read your body temperature and adjust. And it's even Amazon Alexa enabled. So you can say, hey, Alexa, <laughs> turn up my coat and it actually will. Turn up my coat. Turn down my coat. Oh, my goodness. Uh, can you do that to other people's coat? <laughs> hey Alexa, turn that thing up to 120. It's my uncle. No, never mind. That's not an act of kindness. It's a prank. It's only a prank. Yeah, 10 watts of power in the coat. And again, it adjusts the temperature based on the weather outside and it adjusts to your body temperature. Uh, as well as how much you're moving. It takes all that in consideration. That's the Ministry of Supply. That's the innovative uh, Boston-based apparel brand. They're not a uh, uh, sponsor of the show. Not yet. And uh, But it's the brainchild of former MIT-trained engineers who uh, wanted to create some technical clothes that make everyday life more comfortable. I like it, creating something out of need. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to ask Santa Claus for uh, uh, one of those coats. Well, it's one of those questions that I'm sure that you get and I get. It's like, oh, man, Chicago area, you know, it is pretty, but, man, it is cold. And now I can say, well, yeah, you know, I live in Chicago in the winter, but in my jacket, it's Arizona. That's pretty awesome. It, it's <laughs> awesome. I like it. Your coat is in the zone. Let's talk a little, about a little bit of positive news. As a reminder said this a couple episodes ago, but the more negative news you consume, the more likely you are to make purchases you regret and overeat, have too many calories. It's already the holiday season where those are both and a temptation. A negative uh, is spread 20 times, 22 times faster than a positive. So that's why we need to flood our mind with not only kindness, but extreme positivity. Absolutely. Well, when you talk about spreading kindness, I bet you never thought about spreading kindness Via classical music to elephants. 
Now there's an elephant sanctuary in. Uh, hold, hold hold on. <laughs> that, you know those are two things that da- elephants classical music elephants classical music. All right, what's up with you're this? Like, I understand the words you're saying. It's just a combination of them. So there's an elephant sanctuary in Thailand, and there's an elephant that uh, has exhibited a lot of signs of pain, of discomfort, uh, because the elephant's actually blind. And there is a, a piano player that actually took a piano in and plays Beethoven and Bach in particular. Uh, and some of these elephants that, uh, you know, have been put in the sanctuary because something bad's happened to them. It actually calms them down. So we know that for us, for, you know, for you and your parenting, for you at work, classical music during a time when you're really trying to get a big task done is I a ju- lot of I, ju- I just got a haircut with classical music played in the background. It was great. It, it was it's I was so calm and yeah. and and relaxed. It calms you down. You can focus. So we've known this for a long time. This is the first time we found out that uh, in elephants that this actually does make a, a pretty big difference. That was in Thailand. I lived in Thailand uh, for a bit when I was doing some uh, work with Worldview. I lived in Chiang Mai. The elephant is definitely revered. It's a big deal. And uh, I can see them wanting to uh, take care of their elephants because uh, it is part of their culture, definitely in Chiang Mai. And uh, elephants in the zone. Music is a pipeline to the zone, Seb. It's a pipeline to the zone. Play the holiday music. You're going to feel better. And uh, if you can throw in a little classical, it's going to help you. And if you're an elephant, it'll work for you, too. <laughs> we are the most positive show on the planet. I would get call some news I got up last week a little bit negative and that the I got some x-rays on my neck from an accident that I was in a couple weeks ago. And the x-ray tech said, you know, you just you got just a little tiny bit of arthritis in your upper back, probably actually from uh, improper weightlifting when I played college basketball. Well, you know, you don't ever like to hear the word arthritis, no matter what stage of your life you're in. But they basically said, you know, take care of it. You're okay. And then I see some positive news that, that arthritis might be something that can be reversed. And the, the thing is, is that we've never been able Sign to... Sign me up. I know, right? I got arthritis. You know, osteoarthritis, that's a disease that causes really severe joint pain. 20 million people in the U.S. have it. 20 million that's osteoarthritis. And uh, definitely uh, with my shoulder replacement, uh, the culprit, arthritis, w- was was part of the uh, uh, challenge. So uh, tell me, how, how can I stop or reverse my arthritis? I'm in. Yeah. I'm all ears. So this is one of those things that's, that you can't go down to your local doctor and, and get it yet, but they've proven that this can work and you know, hopefully this gets to market as soon as possible. Basically, there's a molecule that can help regrow uh, the cartilage, which we've, we've never been able to do before, right? There's certain things we can't, you know, get back. So if you got your hair, your hair regrows. If you happen to cut the tip of your finger off, we can't regrow the tip of your finger at this point, right? Not and yet. So not yet. Cartilage was in that second category, and they found a molecule that uh, actually is uh, creating new growth in arthritis. In, uh, in the cartilage. And so you regrow your cartilage. You're not experiencing arthritis anymore. Uh, simple as that. And just, it seems like almost every week we find one of these amazing breakthroughs. It's leading to better quality of life, better length of life for everybody. And yet when you said negative news travels 20 times as fast, this stuff just doesn't even have time to poke through sometimes. And how many of us would be optimistic just to find out that, you know, a disease that bothers somebody we love had a major breakthrough, but we don't often hear about it. Most people my age um, uh, 
have some form of arthritis. It's more common than uncommon. If you do have arthritis and you're listening, you know uh, the weather changes, your arthritis flares up, and it impacts sleep. Uh, it impacts the, the desire to go out and play sports, uh, hike, all kinds of things. So uh, arthritis, we're, we've got something that's going to take you out of being in the zone of our joints. And I, I really like that. Uh, this growth factor, IGF-1, uh, it's an insulin-based uh, growth factor. And that's exciting uh, that it can actually help me and you and everyone listening on a cellular level uh, to completely reverse this. Uh, this is unprecedented. This should be on the front page no. uh, uh, of newspapers and magazines. And... <laughs> I guess the thing is, okay, I like it. Now what? How long is it going to take to get this to market? How do we fast track it? What money needs to be involved? Is this government assisted? Is this private research? Is this the Arthritis Foundation? Uh, If anybody knows anything about this on on that type of level, uh, let us know. Uh, I think this is a breakthrough that's going to get people excited and eventually get get America moving again and uh, getting back to doing the things we love where arthritis may have uh, put us back in the, you know, the the reclining chair uh, because it's painful. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to go out on a feel good story here for positive news. Jim, you know, I've got a actually two month old tomorrow and so i'm looking down the road right happy and- <laughs> birthday to her <laughs> two two big months in life right can you think of in in your parenting 60 days life, on six, earth 60 days on earth wow right? yeah and i know at some point you know that there's gonna be moments where i kind of have to push her out of the nest a little bit right i mean oh, yeah. you saw this in, in parenting right oh, yeah. you uh, maybe have a little little bit of apprehension but you know they gotta they gotta fly at, at different moments so there's a town in colorado that has a snowball ban which is like the weirdest thing in the world like you, you can't throw snowballs what it's illegal it's illegal it, it seems very odd i for could a, be arrested a, for uh, <laughs> firing a snowball yeah and so you could i mean makes you want to fire one to the mayor you know just a (laughs) couple of (laughs) snowballs this almost sounds like the plot of a movie that would be on during christmas except it's actually it's true uh the town is called uh, that was a 98 year old snowball band by the way yeah what severance uh, colorado i'm sure somebody what God. happened 98 years ago? Somebody got smacked in the head say, with an ice ball. The probably. crankiest person in town got hit with a snowball. <laughs> Didn't want that anymore. And so it's one of those things that people have always complained about. And nobody's ever actually done. Well, Kyle Returk, uh, who is nine years old, decided he was going to take this thing on. He got a bunch of signatures from all of his classmates and went to City Hall and actually got this thing voted on and reversed the ban. And so when I think about, you know, life as a parent, I just think about how cool it is that there's moments like that where, you know, your your kid can step out and find out they can be a part of democracy, find out they can be a part of the working world, whatever it is, that they can incite change without you actually having to be there to hold your hand, that they can be self-starters. And so I just found a lot of inspiration in that. And what a cool kid. 
how many people can say they got a law change at the age of nine and brought joy back to the town? Because I bet those kids are just building snow forts and firing snowballs like crazy. It's always funny till somebody gets hit with a snowball. <laughs> uh, I think that's awesome. And I, it, it shows that uh, uh, no matter how small you are, no matter what voice you have, that you can always make a difference, not just on cha- uh, you know changing a band. But it says get active, get active in your community. And kudos to him. You're nine years old. You may be the president of the United States. And it all started by overturning a 98-year-old snowball ban. I think it's pretty awesome. In 35 years, we might be writing his, reading his biography. It all started with when snowball. When it snows the next time, I'm, I'm hammering you with a snowball. <laughs> my, my shoulder's much better. I may be pitching for the White Sox, maybe in spring training, my, my shoulder replacement. I, it's snowball ready. You know what? I, I have not been in a, a lot of snowball fights recently, but one year I actually did do, uh, there was a park district dodgeball league. Well, the problem with being six wait, foot wait, six, there's a dodge. There's an adult dodgeball league. I mean, wow, it's good cardio, and I thought that would be a lot of fun. And then the the uh, the problem with being six six is you are the most obvious target. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you'd be fun to smack with a dodgeball. So I found out the dodgeball actually does favor like five foot tall women because <laughs> they were always the last one in because they could they could dodge and there was a little less of a target than there was it, for me. The, so. the, the whole point of dodgeball, Seth, is dodging. <laughs> dodging. That's, it's about dodging. It's not about hitting someone. It's about dodging. I didn't learn a lot about winning that season. <laughs> I learned a lot about that that was probably not my sport and uh, I, I don't dodge too well. Yeah, you got to dodge. You got to be able to dodge if you're going to play dodgeball. I love it. So who's in the zone in your life? Who's in the zone um, at work? And are you in this zone state? Once in it, you'll have a feeling that nothing can go wrong. That's the greatest feeling. That I'm right in the middle of a competition. I'm right in the middle of writing something, uh, a presentation, a book. I have an activity where I need to be at my best, uh, that zone feeling of a purposeful calm where nothing can go wrong, well, it's the ultimate in peak performance. And it's available to everyone. We were hardwired at birth through DNA that if trauma arrives, uh, the zone will come with it to help us uh, mitigate the trauma or overcome the trauma or avoid the potential trauma. <clears throat> so the zone is for everyone. And um, that's why the score system really came about. It's a communication system between you and your best friend, you, so that you can communicate and find out what is the weakest link that's keeping me out of being in the zone. And um, that's really what. Uh, the show is all about it's being in the zone you know what Jim as soon as you explained this to me the first time we met I realized how many times that I'd hit a zone a zone state a zone performance and I couldn't explain it and I couldn't replicate it and that's what I think is so exciting about the score system and once you realize you're in it you're not in it anymore (laughs) yeah that's the other phenomenon about the zone until I found out about this you know I was just thinking about uh a week when I was selling, uh, like I, I worked in a department store selling you know, kind of high end shoes, right? So men's dress shoes, women's, uh, you know, kind of fashion shoes that would often go for two, 300 bucks. Well, I got a paycheck and I'm 19 years old. 
I'd made $3,000 in commission in a week. Wow. And I, it was just a week where I couldn't miss. That's and, seven days of being in the zone. It, yeah. And then I didn't know how to do it again. And, and that's what's so much fun about the score system, about the Jim Fannin show, is if somebody had come alongside me and, and the next week, I was like, man, I just... I can't figure this out. I can't sell your shoes this week. What's going on? It's like, well, how's your self-discipline? How's your concentration? How's your optimism? And I think I could have gotten back there a lot faster in, in a lot of different areas of my life. I think most of us are uh, tired from being on the roller coaster of performing in every arena of our lives where we're in the zone for a day or two or we're in the zone for an hour and then we're in the opposite of the zone, which I simply call the downs, which is a, a, a mild or even severe mini depression it can be also severe. But these fluctuations attitudinally, you can fluctuate from the high uh, into a zone state uh, or a high score state all the way down to a low score state and the downs that can happen with a dirty look, an email. Uh, a text that you don't like that that takes you off your game, and it's this roller coaster of up and down and up and down. It'll wear you out physically, and I think a lot of us at you know at the end of the year, we're there. We 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 take vacations when we obviously needed one a month ago, and so finally we're taking one. So I, I think as we start to plan 2019, and I'm doing this. Uh, with every client that I have, plug in those moments of refreshing your mind, a weekend off, uh, a vacation, but they're all strategically placed throughout the year in advance, knowing that you're going to get in the zone. And it's these down moments of not performing, of just turning your brain off and even listen to classical music like the elephants, uh, that's going to refresh, replenish your energy that can get you back into the zone quickly. But most of us get a haircut, for example, because uh, you look like a shaggy dog. You need a haircut. Not you, Seth. But, you know, you need a haircut. Or we take a vacation because I'm exhausted. I need a break. Uh, the best in the world put those breaks in early that way they don't have those wild fluctuations between the zone and the downs and and that's really where you uh, that's really where you cause great things to happen because you're in the zone over a long period of time you know what and when you talk about treating yourself like a champion we see in every pro sport there's times when a coach will sit a great player and they wind up losing the game but it's a regular season game and they know the playoffs are coming and so, hey, you know what? We just dropped a game because I didn't put this player in, but it's going to be worth it down the road. Yeah, and, and it's this time of year when you would think there would be some downtime. You know, I got a week off for vacation, school, you got a couple of weeks off. But then we get right back into the hurried, harried uh, holiday season with parties. And by, yeah, I talked to someone yesterday who was stressed out shopping. I go, seriously? You're going to let shopping stress. Oh, it's so crowded and people are nuts. And, you know, ho, 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 put on the spirit and, and have a little song in your heart 
and you're shopping for people you love and people you care and your shopping is an act of kindness so um, yeah yeah you can be in the zone but you can also stay there quite some time and when you get out of it you can get right back in it but you will need to relax a little yeah the zone takes energy you got to turn your brain off you got to reboot and sometimes you reboot for five minutes Uh, sometimes it's for five seconds where you turn your brain off unhinge your jaw clear your mind sometimes it's for a day and of course the ultimate can you turn your brain off for a week and there's your vacation and of course we always put these things together all these elements that uh, that help us be kind that help us perform that help us stay in the moment those are all broken down into five individual pieces that through brain science have been discovered to attract the zone, that state where just absolutely nothing can go wrong. And, you know, when we talk about doing a reboot, we talk about doing these uh, checks on each element of the score system. The letters are S, C, O, R, and E. And uh, this is what we always go out on because this is that thing. It's like showering. You can't take all your showers for a month in one day and think you're going to stay clean. (laughs) You got to keep coming back to it. Well, score, self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, and enjoyment. It's these five intangible markers that really create your overarching attitude. And it also governs chemicals that represent uh, or not your peak performance. So if you're deficient in self-discipline, you may need a little stress, which cortisol can bring. That'll help narrow your focus. Uh, But you can have too much self-discipline. Now you're anal, trying to get everything in, trying to be perfect. And that's like uh, running the Indy 500 with your foot on the accelerator the whole time. You're eventually going to crash in a curve and uh, or a turn, and you're not going to finish the race. Self-discipline, the willingness, the commitment to stay with the task, to reach well-defined goals that takes you to a vision. How is your self-discipline? And how is it in your business? How is it in your home life? Uh, how is it with your money? And how is it with your physical well-being? How's your self-discipline? How's your concentration? Are you finding that focusing is a challenge, that you're easily disturbed and that you're chaotic and you're all over the place? You know, the average person, Seth, has 65% of their thoughts in natural chaos. Well, the world champion doesn't have that much chaos in their mind or they wouldn't be at the pinnacle of success in their field or endeavor Um, concentration uh, is going to be much easier if you have fewer things that are well defined to focus your energy mentally and physically how's your concentration sometimes just being aware of it bolsters it how's your optimism how's your confidence about what you're doing right now because optimism in the score system it has a broad jurisdiction over trust trust in yourself trust in your intuition your belief your faith your confidence your self-esteem what you think other people think about you uh, your expectancy your sense of knowing how is your optimism about what you're doing 
how you're closing out the month of December, your optimism for 2019, and your optimism for each of the arenas or aspects of your life. How's your optimism? How's your relaxation? Well, I I will tell you in 2018, the R level in the collective mindset of Americans, it's taken a hit. Uh, Stress, negative stress, fear of what's going to happen, fear of the stock market. There's a lot of volatility going on right now. And has that permeated uh, into your own bank account, uh, into your business? Uh, Worry? Uh, that's really anchoring uh, your thoughts on what's happened and then projecting those negative thoughts into the future. So worry, fear, anxiety, um, uh, breathing at uh, 20 breaths per minute, which is bordering on panic. Um, how's your relaxation level? And then last, how's your enjoyment level? Uh, that's why I like kindness so much because it is pleasurable. Because as soon as you give a kind word uh, or a kind deed, you're going to see gratitude instant from the person you've given this kind deed or kind act to. You'll get it immediately, and it'll put a smile on your face. It may even put a tear in your eye when you see how they act or react to your kind deed. And it'll be memorable for both of the giver and the receiver. And that's why I wanted kindness to be really at the top of our show today. But right now, how is your score level? You're only strong as the weakest link. And we know from research that once these five markers are at a high level, that's when the zone resides. But you do need stress, that self-discipline, to attract that zone. And that's what a lot of people struggle with. I want stress, but I want it on my terms my conditions, my circumstances. And, uh, and that's why goal setting with a timeline creates that little stress that gives you that spark that helps ignite that zone state. You're only strong as the weakest link, and this can change swiftly. Self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, enjoyment. What do you need, Seth? You know what? I'm going to go self-discipline, and I'm going to say that with a huge smile on my face because we're halfway through December, and I am just really thankful for how the first two weeks have gone. And, you know, how, how that ties in is that, first of all, Amanda and I definitely cut down the number of social engagements we would commit to. So we didn't have to feel bad for backing out of some of them. And then I just, Jim, I credit you with making, you know, kind of continue to help me be not a victim, uh, you know, was in an accident doing some physical therapy. And I realized that I just kind of need, I needed to just manage that like any other project in my life you know yeah. get him down yeah it focus is what on it healing is. and keep going and so i had this kind of like kind of like oh feeling where december is usually so busy and it's like i've got this physical therapy thing for you know five plus hours a week that i gotta fit in around you know a, a business life and a new parent life and a family life and that didn't sound fun and i tell you what once i took that kind of victim and judge thing out of there it just became a project to manage and man this has been we talk about how the greatest month of your life I think this has been the greatest December of my life. And so I'm going to do self-discipline because I need two more weeks like the last two weeks. Well, and, and also, Seth, uh, make sure that you take the time to write what you would like to have happen in 2019. 
you need a blueprint. And, you know, that's why I wrote the book. Why, why did I write the blueprint book? I, I wrote it because I realized that the world champion has a blueprint, but I realized that it's available to anybody and everybody, but most of us don't have one. And we don't have it in writing. Some of us are really good at it. Uh, but the first step is, where do I want to go? Uh, then I can figure out how to get there, which is the strategy, the tactics. And then I just got to do it, you know, one day at a time. Next. And, uh, but without a blueprint, uh, and with that, that, which is part of that self-discipline, uh, uh, I, I'm looking forward to... 2019 but you better start now not just you but everybody i'm going to look at enjoyment and i i'm going to conjure up all the enjoyment in living that i can Uh, i know that's going to help me give joy and give enjoyment uh but how can i give it if i don't have it so you know if you are a victim right now of whatever has happened to you and if you are a judge about other people and uh, your your lot in life um, you're probably going to have a low enjoyment level it's not going to be fun and i think uh, we can take joy out of some little things they don't always have to be the macro big things and uh, that those acts of kindness will bolster your e-level so uh, yeah i'm I'm going to get a big scoop of uh, enjoyment from the Zone Cafe. This show, this show is about kindness, Seth. And um, as we go out to have an awesome week, be kind, everybody. Let's add that kindness uh, to a stranger, to an old friend, to someone maybe that helped you along the way. Maybe it was 20 years ago. Maybe it was a teacher that you think, wow. He or she really made a difference. Reach out to them. I I think being a teacher, getting uh, feedback from a student 15 or 20 years later and giving them a little kudo, a little credit for putting you on the right track or getting you off the wrong track, uh, boy, that's an act of kindness that... uh, they probably deserve, and why not Why not you? Be kind, everybody. Be in the zone, everybody. It's the only place to be. Let's have an awesome week. Need more help getting to the zone or want to check out some of Jim's books? Follow Jim on Twitter, at Jim Fannin, or visit jimfannin.com for more incredible tips to help you become your best, most authentic self. This has been the Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist, so thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, 
RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>